Warning. This is not your normal podcast. Its purpose is to provide thought-provoking dialogue with a slighted perspective. Here we encourage influential conversations. Give us a listen, like and share. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to CEO and the Doctor. Season 3, Episode 10. Welcome viewers, listeners. P, what's good, man? Three motherfucking years. Three motherfucking years, yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, Give us a little bit of... Yeah, man, three years we've been doing this show. Actually, our three-year mark was last week, but we didn't get to do it... uh, due to the holidays, but uh, we damn sure didn't forget about our three-year mark. So appreciate everybody's been sticking around um, during this whole time. Um, we've had all kind of situational issues, technical issues, uh, deployment. You fucking name it, man. But we have persevered, and we are still here. We are still here. We are still evolving. This is true. Um, so yeah, man, uh, we're a little bit behind time, so we're just gonna get right into the show today, man. Um, so we'll start with the flash. Let me cue us up here. Uh, in the flash this week, we got a couple things. Um, so I guess we could start with let's start with the positive shit first. <laughs> yeah, positive shit first. So you said something that was very interesting. So um, there are a number of brilliant black children that uh, have been recognized as being like, you know, super high IQ um, and basically you know, thought of as geniuses. Um, yeah. And I think that's something that's overlooked, man, because uh, a lot of times things like that are stuff that we know or people we hear, you know, the Stephen Hawkins of the world, the Albert, yeah. Albert Einstein's like those are not minorities those are you know white men and things like that and so I I guess sometimes we do not get acknowledged as being brilliant but there's a lot of brilliant brilliance inside of us man so um this article you sent super interesting about um these three children one was as as young as like I don't know what like five or six and taught herself how to read and and then there's others that are Alana George there you go yeah she has an IQ of 140 140 wow yeah Four years old. She's obsessed with words and numbers. Uh, she taught herself how to read before starting school. I mean, see, like stuff like that. That's 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 crazily awesome. You know, like Jordy is learning to read. Uh, he actually knows how to read pretty well for his age and count and all that other stuff. So just watching him and his journey. Uh, but all that stuff, you know, was things that were delivered by myself, his mother, his grandparents, his aunties and uncles. We all contributed. To hear that this child taught herself how to read, you know, that's a whole other feat. So that's awesome to hear that. Um, 
And then we got one that's like, uh, he's already graduated college or something. I thought I read. Uh, Marty Wilson, uh, IQ score of 162, higher than Albert Einstein and Stephen Hawking. Wow. 16 boys whose IQ is higher. Also, Bill Gates is only 10 when he wrote a paper on the philosophy of fairness. Yeah, see, that's, I mean, that stuff's amazing, man. And he's 10 years old. So, um, you know, like, I would just say out there, man, like, all of us are special and gifted in our own ways. Um, But sometimes, you know, we have children, we have family members, friends that are gifted in other ways. And that's just as important. We need to highlight that. Uh, Education is everything. Um, They are, they are the future, man. So um, that's that moment. I'll, I'll go one further. We need to nurture that. Yeah, and um, I know that uh, my upbringing, a lot of things were, no, you can't do that. 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 Kind of, you know, we we tend to plant seeds uh, to and, and ultimately limit a lot of the, a lot of the people that we can influence. Excuse me, we need to remain aware of of the, the lasting impact of telling a kid, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. He can do anything. He can do anything he want to do. And it's up to us as adults and especially parents to encourage uh, the potential greatness in, uh, in our kids. Yeah, man. That's 100. Um, so the next moment in the flash, uh, COVID, right? <laughs> it's sad that this has been around now. We're in a, basically the 11th month, 12th, some people say, January. Um, but I'm going to count 11 since I kind of heard about it in February. But there's a still a lot of individuals who don't believe that it's real, don't believe that, you know, it's something that we all need to be cautious of. And now it's starting to get to a point where it's more serious. And San Francisco, there were two individuals who were known to be positive. They knew that and they still boarded a plane. Uh, potentially endangering everyone on the plane um, because they were uh, positive COVID carriers and thus they were arrested (laughs) and uh, they were arrested because, you know, it's kind of one of those situations where um, you know the situation, but you choose to still, yeah, you choose to still do what you want to do, I guess, so to speak. And in doing that, you are endangering others and uh, San Francisco, uh, I think they got arrested at San Francisco airport. Yeah, they were known to be uh, positive carriers, and they got arrested. So look, this shit is not not a game, man. Like, it's and, not. And people people still want to minimize it and make it nothing. It, you know, I, I'm still walking into stores and people still don't have masks on, and it's absolutely ridiculous to me. It's a matter of if you don't believe COVID exists, it's well on you. Whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. The millions of people that have died worldwide. I don't know why that's not proof, but anyway. Uh, look at that shit like wearing a seatbelt. I don't like wearing a seatbelt. Guess what? Put that motherfucker on, keep myself safe in person, and everybody else around me safe. True. I mean, that's, that's as easy as you can break it down. Um, so I'm guessing that this will be kind of more of something we probably hear more about. Um, if you're endangering people purposely, um, that's probably going to be a situation that it might end up where you're arrested or a fine, a steep fine is uh, levied against you or something. But that was kind of eye catching to me because, you know, the whole time that this has been going on, we've been hearing people basically call it, you know, the the, the hoax virus and the, all this other stuff. 
and nothing has really been done toward anybody who has, you know, I guess expressed how they felt. But in a situation where you're actually a carrier and now other people are being forced to be exposed to you because of your selfish choices, this was a situation where we finally seen some kind of action. So I'll be interested to see going forward um, how many more cases uh, of arrest or how many other topics that you are not topics, how many more um, articles we read that, you know, say something along the lines of fines or, or arrests. So um, let me see what these individuals let me see what their their names were. Not that we're <laughs> not that we're sitting here trying to find them or search for them, but uh, <laughs> but uh, it's definitely wild. Let me see. Um, let me see. Here it is, right here. So, oh man, he got my name. Wesley Moribi and Courtney Peterson knew they had tested positive when they boarded United's Airlines flight from San Francisco to Lue. San Francisco national officials had instructed them to isolate and not to travel. They did it anyway. They were arrested on second-degree reckless endangerment charges. A family member took their son home, and Child Protective Services was notified. Yeah, so but just imagine. There know, it is. You, you got to take everybody that's on that plane and test them. Now you do, yeah. 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 Um, so, not to mention the people that it came in contact with throughout the airport. More to the gate and everything else, you know. Yeah, social I like, contacting. I don't like TSA as much as, as, as nearly as much as anybody else. And TSA sucks. I ain't trying to kill the motherfuckers. Yeah, that's true. That's true, man. Uh, so dumb. People are stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's not something to chuckle about, but it kind of is because, like, this is like you said, this is not something that even needs to even get this far. Right. Um, but here we are still, man. So we can only you know, project that things will get better with vaccines. And that's still a, that's a shaky comment or topic. So we won't even go there right now with this vaccine thing, but we can only hope that it can get better. But before it gets better, you know, people got to get wiser and we got to get smarter and we got to care about somebody besides us. Yeah, that's true. People are just inherently selfish. They want what they want when they want it. Freaking sucks. So it is next gen season, right? And uh, <laughs> everybody wants one, right? Everybody wants the next gen video game. Uh, I was lucky; I was able to find the Xbox Series X, but you know, PS Five. So we've been hearing about them for months now, and they finally released last month. So it's been a mad dash um, to get them whenever you can get them. So this is a funny story. Let me find Buddy. Uh, I think he was in Asia. Here yeah, we go. All right. So, <laughs> so this guy, uh, man's failed attempt to trick his wife ended with him having to give up his brand new console, selling it for a cut price. All right. So this man basically bought a PS5. And if you've seen them, they're huge. They can be mistaken for a lot of things. And I can see how this could be mistaken for like, like what he told his wife was. <laughs> So basically, he told his wife there was an air purifier, <laughs> right? And it's big, and it kind of looks like one of those like cool type fan things. So it could be an air purifier if you don't know what you're looking for. But anyway, he was desperate to get one. Um, so he told her, 
It was one, but then a rat died inside of their house. Okay, I can't make this shit up. And the smell was unnerving. And because it was an air purifier, that's what he told her, there was still no change in the stench within the house. So she did some research, found out that this was not an air purifier. In fact, it was a PS damn five. <laughs> Made him sell that shit. And then he actually had to sell it for less than what he bought it for. So fucking hilarious. Can't make this shit up. <laughs> Can't make it up. So I got one more in news and news. Oh, do you? Go ahead. Fire away. Yeah. So you sent this one to me as well. Uh, the guy that's in Australia. Oh. That fathered 23 children in a year. And he broke the law, right? Because you can only do... Oh, you, yeah. you can only they, they have population control. True. We have... Um, what is it? One... No, 10. You can, you can contribute yeah. to 10 families to include yourself. 23 children in a year, within a year, currently under investigation, following new 10 new family policies in sperm donor clinics. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't go to say whether he was trying to, like, you know, get his chips up so, you know, you can donate sperm and get paid. It doesn't really talk yeah. about that. But I guess he feels that there is a lack of Asian culture in Australia. Oh, so he, he populating that motherfucker by himself. Yeah, and he believes in his genes. Buddy believes yeah. in his genes yeah. very strong. Yes, he said his sperm is in high demand due to his, his ethnicity and the success rate. Yeah, like he's like he's he's completely committed to this because he he lives a life of abstinence. He doesn't he doesn't drink smoke. Man, I mean, I don't know. Like, every, maybe he's one of those guys. Like, uh, I was a Genghis Khan. Uh, I believe I can't. I can't remember how many women. Did they say that that every human on Earth now is a descendant in some way, shape, or form of Genghis Khan? Some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, I mean, it's Our DNA. Everybody's DNA. Yeah. Maybe he's you know he's under that same pretense, but it, he definitely doesn't look like he's going to stop. So it doesn't go on to say like you know he's going to you know be Man, in I, big I big trouble. But they are looking for him, I yeah. guess. What <laughs> kind of penalty they have? They neuter him. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but, but that's that's yeah. wild. So he pumping them yes. out, man. Jump into now as a doctor. This one's a little bit more serious. Yeah. So, all right, we kind of talked about it a little bit with coronavirus and all the other shit that's going on. But in all actuality, you know, as we get into the holiday season, just had Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's is on the horizon. You know, it's a lot of despair in the air based on 2020. You know, I had a conversation with my wife. I've had other conversations with other individuals at work. And it just seems like a lot of people just can't really get get themselves in the in the in the spirit of christmas the spirit of the holidays because 2020 has been so rough and it it got me to thinking man like you know we read and i'm still reading i got to finish it but you can't can't hurt me by david goggins right and it's and it's a mindset of him versus himself in that book but i feel like covid and 2020 all the negativity the death of you know kobe bryant and chadwick boseman and just tons of other people that were important to the you know, society and community, like, it's so much, you know, negativity that people are taking for granted that, I mean, unfortunately, we have lost a lot of people. Some people have lost, you know, individuals they love, um, loved ones to COVID, things like that, but we're still here. Right. And 
you know, I used to gravitate to the to the negative Nancy um, down or Debbie type shit, like, and not purposely, but it was easy for me to be like, well, it is gloomy outside, so I guess I should feel gloomy too. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you get through some shit, when you fight through some shit, and you work on your mental health, and you keep working on your mental health, like, you start to release that shit. Um, yeah. And I'm just trying to grab anything positive out of everything all the time. That's kind of like the way I want to live my life. And so it got me thinking, like, there was positive shit that happened in 2020, personally, and some shit that, you know, maybe you don't agree with this, but some shit that happened, you know, for our country. I feel like the change in guard, that was huge for our country. But you might not believe that, so I'm not trying to force that on you. But we'll just talk about personal goals, right? So I'll start with you, P. In 2020, throughout all the bullshit, what was it that, what were you able to accomplish? Um, What can you take from it? So with, with everything that happened prior to 2020, uh, you know, I, I learned to and try to live my life glass half full. Right. Um, and, and, you know, on, and I also try to live on the premise that bad things happen to us to remind us that good things happen too. You know, because whenever something bad happens, man, look, I'm 52. Okay. I don't remember a year being worse than 2020. I don't. But that's to say that we spend, we, it feels like this year has been 52 years, <laughs> Yeah, you know? And because we focus so much on, on things when they're bad, bad things seem to last far longer than, um, than they really do. In the grand scheme of time, a year is nothing. True. You know, so get through this. And you, you find your, your small wins, your small victories, your small goal sets, you know, you meeting your small goals along the way. Yeah, 2020 fucking sucked, but I finished the book. Um, you know, I, I um, started working on studying for law school, um, started writing another book, started working on my health. You know, I, I, ride, I, I wrote just before the show, I wrote 16 miles. Um, I rolled 31 and a half miles yesterday. So got my weight down to 230 pounds and I'm managing that. I'm healthier than I've ever been in my life. Um, it's, it's things like that that I think that we all need to focus on. Focus on, on what you have control over. I can't control what's happening in D.C. I can't control who, who, excuse me, who lives and dies. Um, while those things bother me, they can't be my focus. And, you know, that's why I got off social media. That's why I deleted my personal page because um, I found myself going into those rabbit holes and sinking into the negatives. And I don't like to live that way because that negative shit is so heavy. Fuck that. I don't want to carry that shit around with me every day. I don't want to be that scowling face person any time I go somewhere and, you know, he's like, yeah, he looks like 2020. Nah, fuck that. I'm not letting 2020 win. That's real, man. So for me, in 2017, I started mentally um, creating, like, Clyde's uh, vision board for the year. But I never really wrote shit down. I would just kind of, like, put it out there. And then five months later, six months later, I'm like, oh, shit, I did accomplish that. So it wasn't until this year uh, that I actually was like, you know what? I'm going to my notepad and my phone, and I'm going to write the shit down and put, like, the little the check mark spot next to it so I can check it off when it happens. And so when I look back at 2020, in the last month, um, this these were my goals for the year. Uh, it was meet a certain financial savings goal, 
pay off all of my credit card debt, finish at least six to eight classes for my master's degree, begin development of my second book, release my first book, and register an LLC for my properties that I want to work in. Indy. And out of all six of those things, they all have a check by them. Okay? So why do I say that? I say that to say in the midst of all this shit, right, I already had a plan for the year. So, yeah, I could not, uh, you know, predict that we were going to go through everything that we went through. I could not predict initially when I did this that I was going to deploy because that was something else that happened, kind of like a fluke. I found out basically this time last year, it was just like, boom. Um, So those things were not really registering for anybody. And yet I still had goals and I still accomplished them all. And it was it was it was big for me because. A lot of times at the end of the year, it goes by so fast, especially as you get older and you watch your kids grow, that you don't even realize, like, what did I do this year? Did I do anything? Did I accomplish anything other than just going to work and paying bills and make sure I keep a roof over my head? And a lot of us live on that hamster wheel. Um, And so I would just charge people going forward in 21, create your own big board, vision board, whatever you want to call it. You know, jot down four or five things that you honestly believe that you can achieve i always say goals got to be measurable and they got to be achievable you know you're not going to be president next year if you never even ran for office in any (laughs) if you're not a mayor or nothing like that so like make it realistic but but it's it's something that i feel like this important um because when shit is ugly like 2020 you can still grab some positivity out of it you know that's kind of my thing yeah. Those goals can be your focus instead of you focusing on or any any listener, anybody focusing on social media and the negative that creeps in to all of our lives. That's the easiest thing. Negativity is all around us. Yeah. But you gotta find the positives in, in, in your day. You gotta find the positives in the things that you do. Not everything's gonna work out the way that you want it to. You know what? Just shrug your shoulders, hey, move on. You know? Yeah. You can't what is it what's this the saying? Um, you can't you you can't count the shots you was it the, the saying about shots oh uh you'll any shots yeah you'll you'll never make the shots you don't take or right, something like right. that you never make the shots you don't take so look every every day that you live challenge yourself yeah and everything that every every goal that you listed was a challenge true uh, every goal that I, everything that I, I try to do in some small way small or large is a challenge yep I did 31 miles yesterday just because. Yep. Let me see if I can do it. And like I did it. And once you start, from, from my perspective, once you start checking off these little challenges and you realize that the only thing that limits you is you, the opportunities are endless. Yeah, that's real, man. And like one thing that I didn't write on there that just kind of happened you know, throughout the year was I started reading more. Um, yeah. So I'm sitting there thinking like, well, if I write a book, and I expect people or want people to read it, then who am I if I if I'm not reading something myself, right? So uh, that's been the challenge, like you know, constantly read a book every three months. You know, I give myself, and that's a long time because I mean that will be only four books a month or four it's books a year. You, it's, it's gonna take you three months to read Obama's seven hundred and six page book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but that's something I I plan to continue on. Um, and just keep building my library, so to speak, my knowledge base. Um, but as I make my 21 vision board, 
I have 2020 to look back on as, hey, look, I accomplished all that. And it was an amazing feeling to see me pay my last credit card bill. It's like, damn, that shit's a zero. And, and I met the savings goal I, I had for myself. I was like, damn, that happened. And everything else is down the list, man. So, um, you know, we have been pushing this all year, and I'm going to keep pushing it. Um, you know, Memoirs from Within, that was my book, uh, P., uh, your book was, um, now I'm going to, was it, was it called again? Our Life with ALS. Yes. There you go. Um, and that's your journey with mama P and, and her ALS battle. Um, so please go out there and support if you can, Amazon, um, Apple, uh, man, I'm everywhere. Shit. Uh, Kindle, you can download it, um, and read it digital. It's also audio book. So yeah, just go out there and support if you can. Um, you did it. You did it big this year. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I'm, I'm proud of you. Thank you, man. Uh, Thank you. Know, we we we've always tried to challenge each other in you know every every way possible. You know, I, I know you know in our private group we challenge each other because we're usually the two on two opposite yeah. ends of the spectrum. We're always <laughs> on the opposite ends. Right, everybody. right, right. They may disagree with you, but I like to challenge you because <laughs> you do. There's a conversation involved in that. There, there's thought for both. Uh, thought provocation in that and that's what drives this what we're doing now you know very true um and i never i never have plotted out okay these are the things i want to do for the year a vision board per se i'm gonna do that now thanks to you yeah man it's key man so um go ahead and make those make those vision boards and uh you know shock yourself um stay stick to them we all want something to aim for, right? No matter how old we are, uh, we always want to keep challenging ourselves, like P said. So I would advise you, you know, study yourself, learn about yourself, and then make the goals that you know that you can achieve and then watch yourself achieve them, man. Now, we're going to get into some controversy. <laughs> so uh, let me get... Uh, See here. Let me let me get this together real quick. Honestly, one is a six figure guy. Uh, is what I'm realizing. And ma'am, and that's my point. You ladies all feel like listen. You ladies all feel like you're the exception to the rule. And then when someone like myself comes along and gives you a a dose of reality, instead of just accepting it, it's like yeah, but yeah, but I'm special. You don't know any men on this level that are not your father, that aren't related to you. That means you don't know these men. You don't know where to go get them. You don't know what they want. But you're still saying, pick me. They don't want mid-30-year-old baby mamas. I'm trying to be polite, man, but they don't want those. So what you just heard, that is Kevin... Samuels and Kevin Samuels is basically a self-made guy. He does, um, uh, what is it? Uh, consulting and image creation for, for men. Um, he has his own company, um, where he sells clothing and he basically teaches men how to be that. Uh, I don't want to use some corny, but like teaches you how to be your best, you best dressed, best approach, um, the way to carry yourself a certain way. So he, he has a lot of uh, ventures. He's an entrepreneur at heart. But he's been starting to get a, a lot more, 
I guess, uh, smoke <laughs> because he's starting to like, uh, you know, these these type of videos are starting to uh, appear um, of him giving his humble and honest opinion toward male male callers and female callers. Yeah. And so um, this week's show um, is entitled Perspective Beyond Yourself um, because we've discussed this. In, in, in different uh, avenues over the three years. And Marcus put me on this guy, Kevin Samuels, probably like two or three weeks ago. I just didn't have a chance to go do my own research. And then that actually surfaced a few days ago and I sent it to you. So that's kind of how I got on the on the Kevin Samuels, like, okay, who is he? What is he talking about? Um, but basically what it's about is we all get to this point in life, male and female. Um, whether you've been in a relationship and it didn't work out um, due to divorce or whatever, or you just, you know, moved on. And we all have this perspective, right, of what we think we want out of that next person. Um, and sometimes it can be very materialistic, very superficial. So like she said, I want somebody that's, you know, six figures. As she, If you continue to go on, she talks about other, other likes of the person that she wants, uh, height, the way he looks, carries himself, yada, yada, yada. And we all do this in our own way. However, <laughs> the question becomes, and this is a true question, right? Like, am I the person that actually can, I guess, uh, what, what word you want to use? Allure the individual that I'm describing. myself to be. Yeah, it, it, like... And, and I feel like that's a very important conversation we should be having because yeah. it's like we always say don't try to keep up with the Joneses, right? Like if you can't afford the, the BMW or the Mercedes Benz or whatever that they have in their, their uh, driveway, don't put pressure on yourself to try to match them and equal them. Yeah. Well, you know, what defines your happiness? Six figures, tall, black and handsome, uh, athletic build, no kids, uh, no yeah. baby mama drama. Like, is that realistic for who you are if you don't present, you know, that same that same equality? And I think in this in this interview, he's breaking this lady down. Man, yeah, he does. And he does. the comments that are coming from this afterward, you know, from everybody who's watching it is saying, well, he's fucking rude. Um, he's very fucking like immature to, to be able to talk to somebody like that. She got shit going for herself. It shouldn't matter that she has a child and this, that, and it shouldn't matter what her business is, blah, 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 blah. But he telling her, it's your best, ma'am. You're average. Now, that couldn't be looked at as superficial. And, and no, no, no. And that's based on her telling him. Yeah. Her she description of herself. Her, she sees herself as a five. A right. Six when she's made up. Yes. She sees herself as average. True. So, so that's key. That's a key yeah. point. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. And so as the conversation evolves, it kind of gets, I don't want to say, it kind of gets muddied because he finds that she's not really paying attention. She's not really taking him for taking him serious. And he's like, well, you called into my show and you had these questions. Yeah. And I'm basically sick and tired of this type of reaction when you get told certain things. Because in all honesty, we live in a very superficial world, do we not? Oh, yes, we do. And in that world... Um, both males and females, and this is fucking unfortunate, but we have in our own way created, I think, a mindset of how we get to what it is we want. So for males, 
if you got money, that basically puts you in the conversation to 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 be who you want to be, regardless of how you look, regardless of your background. If you got money, you can be at the table. And a lot of times for females, and this is not to say they can't make their own money because damn sure they do, but they have conditioned themselves to use themselves, their body, their look, carry themselves a certain way that will attract the man that they want, and then that gets them to the table. And it's like this respect slash non-respect thing for each other, you know? I, I, I think it's, it goes into the whole, um, you know, Princess and Prince Charming dynamic. Okay. You know, the prince is brilliant. She doesn't have anything but beauty. Okay. Prince Charming, you know, the kingdom, the beautiful horse, the everything, the stature, he's a knight, all these things. Yes, yes. You know, so if this is the narrative that women have been sold throughout their entire existence, they feel the need that they can, they feel empowered enough to demand that and have nothing to keep of equal value to match what she's demanding. <laughs> is that fair? Shit. No, it's not fair. Okay. It's not fair. At, at least in my opinion, it's not. Now, it's a five-minute video, and I agree totally with him. She took him, in my opinion, she took him to the point where he had to get harder and harder about the truth. Okay. She, she, she wasn't listening. She wasn't listening. She points out the fact that um, she's five feet five. She on her best day, she's a six. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you view yourself, if you're realistic enough to view yourself along the lines of, okay, I'm I'm about average, you know. And um, he even asked her a question, you know, how do you look um, when you take the makeup and the hair and all this stuff off? You know, if mm -hmm. you you have to go through those through through all of that to add value to who you are, uh, that defines superficial. How can you demand more from somebody when you have less to offer? You know, and as, as a single man, um, what's wrong with a single man who has his life together having expectations for himself and for the person that he wants to have in his life? Uh, she wants somebody to make six figures, and for that guy to overlook that she has a 13-year-old son and a suspect baby dad. So let's, let's be realistic here. Anytime that you invite somebody into your life, you invite everything that every problem and issue that they have into your life. Okay. Can we agree? I do so agree. Yes. Those baby daddy problems that she's dealing with, they become his problems because they're on his doorstep. Okay. Whoever this guy is that makes six figures. Is is that fair to him? Should he have to deal with that? I say no. And and so I guess I guess it then becomes this though. And I don't maybe I don't even know how to you know formulate what I'm trying to say, but it's like when you become so particular as if I bought, as if I was buying a vehicle, right? Like I get to pick the color of the interior, the color of the exterior, the type of wheel package, the type of sound package. And so when you break down individuals in that type of uh, categorization, I guess, you run the risk of putting yourself in a place where, like you now say, you might not even be equal yourself. But, but then you can't expect certain things to be overlooked. For me, I look at it this way. 
right? Like success is how you define it, right? So I don't have a dollar value behind, like if I wasn't married or if, you know, I was to not be with my wife anymore, we were starting over. It wouldn't be like, well, T made this type, this much money. So the next woman got to make that type of money. Like, I feel like I'm already shooting for the wrong idea. Yeah. What kind of characteristics inside of that person are you looking for? You know, like, how do they actually match with who you are as a person? Because the money can come, the looks can come, the, the clout, so to speak, can come. But then that person is coarse. They're raw. They don't have you know, that, that gravitational pull of a natural feeling relationship because it's only about the things that they brought to the table. So what is six figures got to do with anything if you're an asshole to me? Yeah. You know, and I feel like we overlook that shit because our success has been defined by somebody else. You know, like your homegirls or, or your boys. It's not defined by yeah. being a compassionate person. It's not defined by being a caring, loving person, a nurturing person. It's yeah. not defined by that. It's defined by what you have, what you do, what you bring in. Now look, look, we so our fucking comments are jumping between Will, Clink, mm-hmm. uh, Donna. They're jumping and they're going back and forth. And this is what we want. And Clink, he something just popped up. He was like, uh, maybe or no, Donna says maybe she's worth it. Um, but see, that's my thing. Like, and that's not to pick on you, Donna. But it's more so like, how do you define that you are worth a man that's worth a hundred dollars or a hundred, uh, not a hundred dollars, but a uh, hundred thousand a year? Right. That that's not something that you should be valuing yourself in any kind of way. Are my opinion. Are you a good person and are you deserving of a good person? Yeah, that part. But yeah. there's no way for you to define like how you can say somebody is worth a hundred thousand dollars i'm worth that right like because if because if you feel that way are you making a hundred thousand dollars yourself right the worth to me is there if the scale is not even it's not worth it yeah yeah and here's one from will everybody can you see these when i when i pop them up i'm I'm looking at them right now okay everyone wants relationship to be defined by materialistic bullshit and it's bullshit and that's key and and so when you break a person down like I want him to be six foot tall. I want him to have the athletic build. I don't want him to have no kids. Uh, I don't want him to have any like uh, prior relationship, like clean going girlfriends. No, All this no. other shit, like I, I liken that shit to you don't want him to have a life. He didn't have a life. These are these are your hostage demands. No, you, you can't <laughs> live a life based on those. You those, those may be your desires. But yeah, it's not realistic. Here's a big one by Will. Uh, and so with, with Kevin Samuels, um, you know, he's <laughs> he has some other videos that I, I just watched some some clips of and he's actually breaking men down and he's asking them very specific questions, too. And it gets kind of some of that stuff gets pretty deep and pretty personal, too. And it's like yeah. when you look at yourself, are you actually looking at yourself in a way um that allows constructive criticism. See, and, and I don't think we are. A lot of us don't. Show one. This goes back to show one, season one. Damn, Tell yeah. Me one thing you don't like about yourself. That's true. Remember that question? Yeah, I remember it. Until people really reflect and look at themselves with a very, very critical look, and they can understand these are my faults. These are the things that make me uh, 
that, that I don't like about myself. If I don't like these things, how can I expect somebody else to like them? But they are who I am, mm-hmm. you know. But until people critic take that critical look and accept that there are some things that are shitty about themselves, and they may not be able to change them, but you work to not let these things define who you are. Um, until we do that, we can't offer our best selves to somebody. Man, that's true. And I look at what Clink said on on this particular one. Uh, if I get a woman who's making a hundred k, I wouldn't care. I have my own sixty k I deal with. I don't want no one to carry me. Now, why is that important? Because I feel like the word that's not used in that description of "I want somebody making six figures" is actually "I want someone to compliment me." Right. So I feel like that's a much, much clearer, much cleaner version of putting a dollar amount because if i'm making 65k and a person that i end up being with is making 65k she compliments me yeah. or vice versa yeah. and so yeah. we can throw the numbers however we want to throw the numbers but as long as we compliment each other because it's like as you mentioned earlier you know can you look when i when i do my monthly right here's what i pay here's here's my comfort lifestyle here's the way i live my life yeah this is me alone but it, yeah. when I add you to the equation, if all of a sudden my comfort has been, I, I guess, uh, disturbed. Yeah, yeah, because disturbed. now I'm putting out money for things that I didn't used to put out money for. I've, you know, inherited all this debt that I didn't. Have. Right. These are things that we really have to talk about because those things are not to just be overlooked. If if yes. you are not OK with that as an individual, and, and they are they are. Whether they're right or wrong, let, let's put this out there first. And this is my opinion. Whether they're right or wrong is not a discussion. It's not, it, that's, that's not this discussion. Mm-hmm. It's the reality of things. Okay, we're taking her situation as it is on face value. Suspect okay. baby daddy and a 13-year-old son. Okay, and like I said, if you take on her, you take on those things. You know, are you okay. willing to take that on? That's the question that, that anybody's got to ask, men or women. If okay. you got, if, if Donna in this case, if you meet some guy and he's got a suspect baby mama, mm-hmm. and he's got a 12, 13 year old uh, son or daughter, are you willing to take on those problems? Mm-hmm. That's the question that has to be asked, and and you have to be honest. Very true. And this is what this is what Will just said. The goal and objective is to be completely naked with one another in any relationship. And he's not talking about being nude. He's talking about what, what's the breakdown? Transparent. What is the breakdown? I mean, even the ugly honesty. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like we start to then define our own, you know, immature or unvaluable characteristics, because if I find myself to be materialistical or sorry, materialistic, superficial, and I didn't, define myself as that earlier something like this conversation though it could be constructive and very critical opens my eyes well it seems to me like you only want a badass chick with a big old ass and a certain look and she got x amount of money she ain't never had sex before like all these unreasonable reasons very 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 unreasonable and it's like that's not who you're going to find because people live lives and when you live a life you're going to have baggage Damn, Will just took the word from me. Baggage from you means baggage from me. <laughs> you are going to have a past. Yeah. Everybody's got a past. I feel like this man is like absolutely connected with what I'm saying. 
<laughs> Every time I say something, he's saying like, "What's that?" But baggage from you means baggage from me. <laughs> Will spot on. The day. Spot on. Oh my god. But real shit. <laughs> like, that's, that's real. yeah, we live lives, man, and so. In this world, and I'm so thankful that I don't have to go out here and navigate, you know, the the world of dating. So thankful because I wouldn't know how to like even start. Like it's changed too much for me. And social media and the technology as a whole, like they've made it so simplistic. Like you can get on dating apps, create a profile and send that shit out to the world and have people like basically trying to court you in minutes. There ain't nothing natural about that. I'm not knocking anybody who uses it. That, that's not real life. Yeah, but know? that's that's definitely not natural for me. You meet somebody on a on a face to face basis, what once twice a week, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the day before social media, change exchange numbers and you communicate back and forth, and you might meet whatever, go from there. Right. But with technology, that's gone because. And, and it, it's it's rife with problems because it's about quality. It's about quantity. At that quality. Point. It's quantity. Yeah. You yeah. know, you 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 get inundated with with swipes and date requests and all this other shit. You're like, I don't have to invest time to find out who the fuck Clyde Oliver is because I got Will Stewart, Clint, yeah. and all these other motherfuckers that are trying to court me. So I'm gonna feel out all of them. Yep. And then in the process of trying to feel out all of them. You missed the one that matters. You missed the one that matters. And that's, and that's why I said, like, again, it's no knock to anybody who uses those uh, or anybody who's found their significant other on those. Please don't think it's, it's coming that way. But for me, you know, sometimes, though I don't always say it, I am older than what I truly, yeah, I guess, put out there. So I'm old school in this. Like, I need to yeah. be able, I need to feel the quote-unquote butterflies. I need to learn how to talk to you. I don't want to do it all blindly through technology and then, Everything that I need to figure out has already been figured out because I can just read your profile. And so now it's just more so it's like, yeah, meet this person and try not to fuck it up. Because if I do it right, I might sleep with her tonight. Like some, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's fucking wild. All of the negative and bad stereotypes that, especially from a male perspective, it feeds into all of these things. Oh, hell yeah, it does. I put this representative up front. I hit them scans. I hit them scans and I'm out. <laughs> the representative damn i forget you know, about him that's and, and and that that's a detriment to us because we don't grow we don't learn about ourselves and we don't really take in the full experience of meeting somebody yeah um, and that's in honor. regards to um having these our our, our self-view our perspective of, of ourselves we have to be realistic all right I, i'm not I'm not looking for is somebody that's single. I'm not looking for somebody that's, oh, she got to have six figures. She yeah. got to have this. She got to have that. I know what I don't want. I don't want somebody else's problems. I don't. All yeah. right. I don't care how fine you are. I don't care how much money you are. I don't, how much money you make. I don't want somebody else's problems. Okay. Because mine is a very quiet, uneventful life. And I like it that way. Uh, I want somebody who's going to challenge me. I mean, make me better. Challenge me to be better. You know, it's, it's not about money. It's not about any of those things. I want you to challenge, hey, you want to go to law school? I'm there to support you to go to law school. I want to see you excel. And I give the same back to that person. I want personal and emotional and mental growth. I don't give a fuck about your wallet. Yeah, see, and but that comes with maturity. That comes with life experience. That comes with 
being able to say, you know what, I've made my own way. Um, And whatever else that you want to throw into that equation, but something gets you to that point where you're no longer looking for the surface, you know, surface items. Yeah. Um, And I feel like whether you're with an individual and been with an individual forever or you're just starting dating, like you can continuously improve on those things inside of you. So as I work on marriage and work on things and continue to try to build, you know, it's like, how am I learning in new ways to compliment my significant other? And how do I want her to continuously compliment me? Because we already know all of the other shit. I know what she makes. She know what I make. You know, it's an evolution. <laughs> she got it's my kids. I got her kids. Like you, you grow together. Yeah, and that's the goal. That's true. And I that's and the goal. so to go back to what Kevin was saying, you know, because I think a lot of shit will get misconstrued just because he was very like thorough, very direct, no sugarcoat, no bullshit. And if and listen to some of his other shit when he's actually evaluating like guys that call in. It's, this is not just one sided. But anywho, uh, to go back to what he was saying, you know, it's just like we got to level ourselves. We always talking about leveling up and you hear that term, being, oh, I got to level up. I got to do this. I got to do that. In reality, what we got to do is we got to understand who we are, what we bring to the table and what is a true compliment for me. Now, you can break that down in a number of different ways. You could talk about like superficial. Well, I'm only a five. I'm only a six. So I shouldn't expect, you know holly berry to to be who i'm going to be with or some shit like that or it might be like well shit you know hey i'm trying to figure some shit out i've been divorced a couple times i need somebody that understands that i'm coming with baggage i need somebody that understands that i got shit that i'm still working on but i still feel that i deserve somebody or it could be shit i'm somebody who's been job in job out job in job out i don't have a career i don't i haven't you know made it to a point where I'm like, look, for the last five years, I've averaged 85, 90K a year. That might not be who I am. I'm just trying to fucking make it, but I'm a still a good person. We got to be real realistic and not want people to save us. I think sometimes, I think in a way, yes, this woman yes. was talking about, in a way, though she made her own and she got some other shit, she was looking to be saved a little bit. You know, yeah, somebody yeah. come and take on her responsibilities, make her life easier. That's that Prince Charming thing. Yeah, man. You know, I think it, when, when we endeavor into these things, um, the focus can't be on, I make this. This is how I look. All these things. You know, <laughs> it can't be. <laughs> I had to give you that one. <laughs> uh, I, I really think we focus on the wrong things, man. What kind of person are you? Right. You know, I, because when you meet somebody, you're not walking around with your pay stub on your chest. Right, right. You know, you're not sitting down for that first conversation, yo. Here's proof I make six figures. Yeah. It's not a fucking job interview. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's about what kind of person you are, and that's revealed over time. Yep. You know, through and, actions. And everything else is an added bonus. Yeah, yeah, well, you do make six figures. That's awesome. Yeah. That's not to say that 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 we um, that that doesn't all of the things that we present causes that should cause a person to overlook our past. Our past and, and the things that that we have in the peripheral have to be considered when we meet somebody. Okay, yeah, you do have a thirteen-year-old son. How's that shit working out with the father? Because if this thing progresses, I need to know 
what I'm dealing with in regards to him. Is he financially uh, supporting his child, et cetera? These things, they matter. And go one step further. They I'm going to go, I go one yeah. step further. What are your expectations of me? Because here's the realist, here's the, here's the realism. We both need to understand if I don't want children, cause I have not put that out there and I do not have my own. If I'm walking into the door at a 13 year old, at some point you're going to expect certain things out of me. But if I'm not in that 13 year old, yeah. And if I'm not in that mindset of something that I'm willing to do, because Hey, like shit, I'm not willing to do that for whatever reason. I can't think of one off the top of my head. That is true. And you shouldn't levy that or put that on that person like, oh, well, he, he understands that I have a child. And so therefore he needs to find a way to connect with him. Yeah. Well, I'm only trying to connect with you. And that shouldn't be something that you use as, you know, as, as a, woman, a woman should use as, oh, he ain't shit because I got a kid. And he, no, yeah. you respect the fact that, that he's not a father. Yeah. I'm not a father figure. I don't want to be a father figure. Exactly. And so, therefore. Any more than these single women yes. who don't want to deal with dudes with kids. It's the same thing. Yeah, you that's. You can't have a double standard. That is true. You cannot have a double standard. Ooh, that's true. Because that, that often throws off a lot of shit. Good guy, yeah, good dude, um, take care of this responsibility, kids, but he got a kid. Mm -hmm. got kids. I don't want to have nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I ain't trying to raise his babies. Yeah. And, and so. He ain't probably ask you to do that shit. And so these, <laughs> so these things are wild, and I don't even want to say this because it's going to sound kind of crude, but then you posted that other video when he's talking about pussy management, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And the truth in that is, is like she what, what girl was saying on that was when you are out here and he's, just, he's expecting to be able to, you know, come to your spot and do whatever and you know, y'all lay up and have sex or whatever, but he's not helping you with your situation, you know, then buddy comes in and it's like, well, that sounds like mental management versus pussy management, because those issues that you have, you shouldn't think that that's being debited by your, <laughs> like, it doesn't work that way. You know what? I, I got to say that it's, fun. we got to post both of these videos. I'm going to post both of these videos. Women think that that's, uh, the prize yeah that's that's unfortunate that's fucked up because your shit gets no pleasure any alone any more than a man gets pleasure alone all right that's a mutual endeavor yeah you know and if you view you your prize your, if you fuck it, if you view your pussy as well i'm gonna use this to get this motherfucker that shit ain't no tool that's where it becomes kind of scary right there yeah. because yeah. we live in that world where we know yeah. that is the truth. I mean, you can look at, yes. you know, yes. pimps and you know it's what forever. Yeah. And um, more often than not, I'll, I'll be crude and crass about this. The man's doing most of the fucking work. Well, <laughs> I mean, we, 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 I know my case, that's where the effort's coming from. So look, women, <laughs> Donna, tell you, tell you, tell you, tell you, girls, stop using this shit like it's a tool because it's not. It's not a tool, and uh, that's where it gets muddy. It gets muddy yeah. because there's expectations that come with that. Well, I did this, and I gave you some of that, and therefore, I want this. I want that. So this is what I expect. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, 
always it can work both ways i mean yeah you know i think that it gets the message gets twisted because we have to pursue we're expected to pursue right true men are perspect or yeah. they are we are expected to pursue it absolutely and, and that that's that's where the message oh he want he want to get some of this so yeah i'm gonna make his ass work for it you know what you're getting some pleasure out of that shit too i mean i hope you are but you have to you can't <laughs> whatever <laughs> you do you don you do you everybody uh, clowning today <laughs> <laughs> Clowning up in the booth today. <laughs> oh, so on my mind, listeners, everybody that, 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 uh, that chimed in, that's here with us live, thank you. Uh, Saturdays will be. That's what we aiming for. Now. That's Saturdays. what we aiming for. StreamYard is a motherfucker. I love this thing. The yeah. shit's great. Um, <laughs> but as, as we get ready to close the show out, because this is a good one, man. Um, you know, I, I, I think we have to just, just to take from this whole thing, right? Uh, yeah. That video was 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 very eye opening and catching, and a lot of people, because we do live in the type of society where we can't wait to criticize, will only look at the negative aspect, meaning the way he was speaking and the way he might have been talking at that woman. When in actuality, you know, there's more to it than that. I won't defend. I don't know the man to defend him. He said what he said, uh, but it was his show. She called in. She asked her questions. I don't think that he was rude from the jump, but I felt like. Over time, as it progressed, it did get a little yeah. bit muddy. But there was some truth that needed to be um, addressed. And the, he, just like Steve Harvey, he's not end-all, be-all. So we're not going to sit here and say he speaks for every man. However, it was his show. So in that right, you called and asked him. And he right. gave you what he felt. Uh, so I'll, I'll pose this, this question to you. And everybody that so far that's in here is a parent. How many times you told your kid, take out the trash or do the dishes? Oh, shit, I tell you, you say that every day, every goddamn day. And and if it takes you five times, the tone changes from one to five. True. How many times in that five-minute video did he tell her the same thing over and over and over again? Multiple. Okay. He, she walked him into, okay, he was direct to crass. She walked him there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm not judging her. I'm not saying what she may or may not deserve or what she should be looking at because of who she is and all this other shit. That's not who I am as a person. But what I what I can say is her direct mindset of I feel like I want somebody that's based on a dollar amount. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. And then I mean if that That's gets you, you and that gets you into where you ended up because you get what you deserve. Yeah, you, That's you, how you present yourself. I don't know. This is what I know about her. I know that she owns a pet grooming business. She's got a 13 year old son, um, a deadbeat baby daddy, suspect baby daddy. And, and she, she wants a hundred thousand dollar man. Right. That's all I know about. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of heart she has. I don't know what kind of brain she has. I don't know what kind of mind she has. I don't know any, any of the shit that matters. Yeah, but if you sell yourself, if you no, if you advertise yourself in the most superficial way, don't be disappointed when you get bullshit in return. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that we have to like. There's 
professionals, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get ready to get off of it after this. But there's professionals who are professionals for the professional athletes in the world and entertainers that that teach them how to not put themselves in precarious situations. That's sad that I got to pay somebody to protect me from being quote unquote a normal human because there's vultures out there. There, they are people, both male and female, who will throw themselves at you, give you the things that you think you want. So that you give them something that they can gravitate to, hold on to, and then they can leech you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that with, with the, the woman that uh, had a baby by Blake Griffin and several other players and how much she was yeah. asking for and, and getting per month. And all she had to do was lay down and yeah. give them in that moment what they wanted. She used the tool. She used the tool. <laughs> and that does not speak for every woman. That does not speak yeah. for every man or every situation. But I'm telling you, it's easier in this world today to live that way where you don't have to worry about nothing because you put yourself in the right position, so to speak. I mean, we take Dr. Dre's wife. She put in 28 years. Okay. In my opinion, she deserves fucking something. But at the end of the day, her fucking want list was absolutely asinine. And it's starting to get chopped up. She's not winning these as she once thought easy battles to get this and to get that and a laundry list. I expect to get X amount of money a month for this. What the fuck? Like what? No, you're using another person and you don't want to be called on it. It's it's like the budget, man. Every year that you do your budget, (laughs) you ask for everything and you get some. Yeah. Christmas list, right? I mean, you're not getting everything on your Christmas list. There's a few items you'll get. You can't get every fucking thing, you know? so as i think about this just to go back to the the, the, the woman that had matt Leiter and Blake griffin's kid you know if that was your plan is to use your tool to get what you wanted from these two men um the result was you have two kids that you have to take care of sure you might have you know child support payments coming in that are astronomical but guess what living a very superficial life and you're empty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, man, I'll just say it like this, right? Like, ask for those things in that person. Now, again, we all have likes, right? I tend to like a, you know, lighter-skinned, lighter-complected black woman. That's mm-hmm. kind of my like. We all have those. I'm not telling you it's wrong to have that. We can't help that. But at the, at the same time, I can't also say like, well, <laughs> oh, I shouldn't say, I won't say what I can't, but what I shouldn't say is, you know, I want the woman who, you know, only wears Louis and she, you know, she, she has 150,000 and she has her own business and all that other shit might be great. But if that's what I'm shooting for, I'm, I, I want that for a reason. What is the reason? Right. What is the reason? There, there has to be a reason that I put that number on that person. It has to be a reason. Man, you better give me a woman that, that don't even mind going to Walmart to shop. Yeah. Because you know? guess what? As fast as it comes, it can go just as fast. Exactly. You know, hold me up when I'm down and I got you when you're down. If we compliment each other and you don't, you want to be an independent woman, like men have to understand that too. Um, I know I'm not a woman, but I understand because I live with a very independent woman. We got to understand what that means. You know, that doesn't always just mean like, well, she's able to pay for this and pay for that. That independence is she doesn't want to have to depend on you for the things that she knows she can do herself. 
right? And then you can start to add to what that list is, paying her bills or fucking whatever. Yeah. But we got to under, we have to define that. And we only can define that once we are with that person and they help us to define what it means to them. Then we can know what that means. Don't try to speak for people. You know, like I, sometimes we can do that too much. And when we start speaking for people and telling them what we think they want to hear, telling them what we think they want or what's, what we think is best for them, everything goes fucking south. And so I think those are the things that we need to, we need to work on uh, versus saying like, hey, I just want this. You want somebody to compliment you fair. But that compliment better be much more in depth than just, well, I make 90, she make 90. We good. Nah. <laughs> what, happens, what happens when COVID hits and you both get laid out? Yeah. Now what do we now now how do we stay in the house with each other? You yeah. don't have your 90. Yeah. And he's looking at you like Yeah, we're not eating fucking Ruth Chris once a week. You know, right. we're not on a fucking, you know, quick turn and burn to Aruba and Cancun once a month. Like that's just out the window. Life is life is far too fluid to yeah. let, let let your desires be defined by superficial shit. True, you know. I, as they say, I want somebody who's next to me, who's fighting with me in the mud. Yeah, not standing over. Oh, that's dirty. I'm good. Nah, I want you down here with me. That that's what I want in a partner. I don't want somebody that's oh your money changed, so I gotta go. Yeah, you're not really with me for the for the right reason. Yeah. We see that shit too many times depicted in movies and shit like that. So, yeah. uh, oh man, oh my god, I gotta tell you this brand new, my very first base man. Uh, his brother was like a tech sergeant, his wife worked at the bank. Beautiful wife, just a beautiful couple. They didn't have kids, nothing, right? You would see them at the club together, they were always together. Fast forward, I'm in Italy, it's like eight, nine, ten years later, right? I'm TDY somewhere. I'm about to get on a plane, and I see him. He's then a senior master sergeant. I'm staff sergeant, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, yo, what's up? How's everything going? You know, we, we had time in the MAC terminal to catch up. So how's the wife? He was like, excuse my French, fuck that bitch. Oh. She finished her degree, and she left me. Damn. Yeah. She was only with that motherfucker to finish school. Never had kids. She was, he was like, she never wanted to have kids. I wanted to have kids. We didn't have kids. So she uses TA or is got what she wanted and she left. Again, that's not every story, but that's a lot of stories, male and female. Um, and I, I take it kind of personal though. I don't know the lifestyle that they live, but I I take it kind of personal, man. When you see a man and I can't remember who this was, it just popped up not too long ago, but it was a man that was like, you know, he was married to somebody that was famous, had some money. And he was the one, like, asking for, like, spousal support and all that. I was like, bro, what the? F-? Yeah. And, like, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. It's, it's fair is fair is fair is fair, right? So if a woman can ask for spousal support, I guess a man can too. Yeah. But something inside me says that's bullshit. Like, don't live off of somebody else's fucking back, man. You are a fucking man. Get out there and do whatever. Now, if you are do something then by all means, get your fucking due. But to have this fucking, again, this Christmas list of wants from this woman because y'all not together no more, that's just weak as fuck to me. That's just so goddamn weak to me. Okay, Clink said it was Mary J. husband. It might have been. I don't know who the fuck it was, but I read that shit, and it was like, I was like, what the fuck is this, bro? Like, for real? God damn, that's just so weak. It's just so weak to me. But 
now here I am being judgmental, CEO. But I mean, come on, man. Like the marriage, if you're the person in the marriage, you a fucking man, dude. Like you're raising kids and home bodying and all of these things. Everybody just wants that ride sometimes. Just get that free ride. And I ain't never gotta do shit for the rest of my life. I ain't put in no work. Go get up, get up your ass, go get a job. Yeah. Maybe that's why Oprah, I mean, Stabman, don't get me wrong, he's fucking got his own bread, but maybe that's why I ain't never got married. Because <laughs> Oprah, like, fuck all that. Like, nah, I, I, I got too much of this shit, man. Yeah. We too old to have kids and all that other shit, so we ain't faking that shit. But, uh, for yeah you just compliment me you make me happy anyway man (laughs) we overtime we trying to stick to an hour co and doctor we overtime man i appreciate will i appreciate clink i appreciate donna you know i was hoping that this new platform with the comment section would allow this type of fucking intervention or not intervention look at me what the interaction interaction I maybe CO need a damn intervention. Uh, but yeah, this type of interaction, uh, we appreciate y'all. Keep that up, man. Um, and as we go into the new year and we start to plot shows and all that other shit, you guys will definitely be in mind to come on to the show and talk about things. Um, but yeah, man, that, this was a great one, man. I appreciate you, P. It's been a few weeks, so it seems like we got to start over every time because it's, it's always a few weeks. But Saturday seems to be the new day. I think that both yeah. that works with yeah, both our schedules. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, man. So uh shit, that's all I got, P. You got any closing remarks? That's all I got. Uh Will Clink Donna. Thank you guys. Tell your friends, bring bring somebody with you next weekend. Uh we're still building next next week's show. So we'll have something good for you. Another good great discussion. And this yes, sir. platform's working out perfect. That's what it is, man. So uh that's it, man. I'm CO. And I'm the doctor. All right, man, y'all take it light. Y'all have a good one.